Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction of any kind or those searching for a better way to live. Rich and Susan Collenberg found freedom from drug addiction and alcoholism over two decades ago. In the series, The Temple of the Mind, they examine the Beatitudes, the Lord's Prayer, and other Bible passages to show how God uses His Holy Word in the events and trials of life to prepare hearts and minds to be the temple of His Holy Spirit. Take every thought captive now on Freedom to Choose. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, with power and glory forever. Hello everyone, my name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. And we would like to welcome you once again to Freedom to Choose and our new series, The Temple of the Mind. And we are on program number four, and this one is titled, Blessed Are the Meek. That is program number four in the series, Temple of the Mind, Blessed Are the Meek. And if you want to get a hold of this broadcast again, you can go to our website, www.justasiamministries.com, and all of our previous programs are posted there. Just hit the Listen Now button and a whole menu of uh, programs, different series. I think there's probably what eight or nine series that mm-hmm. we have there now. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is our our newest series, the Temple of the Mind. And uh, Susan, would you would you begin with a word of prayer, please? Yes, our loving Father in heaven, we thank you for the blessing of um, life and the ability to come and to talk about your principles. And we just ask, Lord, now that you send your Holy Spirit to be with us to guide our minds and to guide every person who's listening now that uh, we all may be um, transformed in the renewing of our mind, that we may become friends of of yours and uh, save in heaven. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Mm -hmm. Susan. Um, So we are. We're going through the Beatitudes now. We're talking about the temple of the mind uh, because— uh, like Paul says, know ye not, ye are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and, and that God dwells in you. And so w- as we started to look at the Beatitudes, we noticed that that's exactly what Jesus is doing. We um, He's actually illustrating character traits. Right, because if you, if you look in Romans, in the beginning chapters of Romans, Paul talks about people who have the law written in their hearts. Mm-hmm. And so then if you stand back and you take a look at what was going on with Jesus' interaction with the church of the day and the people of the day, it was like there was this weird thing happening that because the church is like, um, you know, we are God's people. We are, we are, we are the representatives of God. But then you had Jesus that came on the scene, and he said, but it's the people, you know, it's the people that you look down on that are also the children of God. Mm-hmm. And so it it just is interesting that he, um, you know, he focused on those people who had um, issues in 
their like physical issues, but it seems like their characters maybe were maybe a little bit more open to the message and the methods that God, Jesus was trying to bring because it kind of flipped why do the you suppose, church upside down. Why do you suppose they they were open? Well, because they were so um, downtrodden by, I think, the um, the church structure, and they were outcasts, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, they were desiring to be saved. Mm-hmm. They, um, they, yeah, they were the outcasts. They were the ones who were less than, and mm-hmm. they had a need for they, Jesus. And they knew their need. Right. I mean, uh, let's go to your experience. Mm-hmm. Up until those women prayed with you in jail, did mm-hmm. you need God? I didn't need him, no. No, I just you, needed, were, you, you, you just needed relief. I just needed to escape. <laughs> More drugs. Not, you just not, needed more not drugs. Not jail. I just need to escape my person, my, who I was. And, and, that was, and that was just give me another bag. Whatever, 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 it whatever it was. Right. Right. And so I, the turning point comes when we recognize we have exhausted every avenue and we realize our need for Jesus. Right. Um, that's what Ecclesiastes is. Right. Oh, Solomon. It, it's, it's Solomon's confession. Mm-hmm. I tried this. I tried that. I tried the other thing. I tried all of these addictions. Things started out so well for him. They started out really good. They started out really good. And then his Until human nature he, came right, in, he, in. And you can be this. You can be smart enough to launch the space shuttle and be committing adultery at night or getting drunk every night. Right. You know, to the point where you do things that incur guilt. And this is what Jesus is talking about in the temple of the mind. You, you want to say right. something? Right, so it's not, it's, not a, it's not about intelligence. No, it's not. It's about temperance and controlling one's nature. Right, and have, that w- which leads back to your character. Yeah, it's okay to, to have a carnal nature. It's not okay to have your carnal nature have you. Right. It's okay to have emotions. It's not okay for your emotions to have you. Right. See, and so this is what Jesus is trying to flip around. And the Beatitudes, believe it or not, are, are this is what this is about. And this is why he's hitting them right between the eyes with something they don't want to hear. Right. It's like, this is foreign to you. You're supposed to come. You're supposed to hop on a white horse. We're supposed to ride in there, and we're supposed to— Take over the Romans. Take over the Romans. We're supposed to defeat, defeat all these external— enemies so that we can eat and we can have a nice home and this and that, which is, a, is you know, I mean, they were oppressed. I get it. I can see how they wanted a Messiah like that. But Jesus didn't come for that, and he's not coming for that right now in your life or my life either. It, it doesn't promise that. He, what he wants us to do is to be able to live in peace inside. See, I didn't have a, I didn't have a drug problem or an alcohol problem. I had a sober problem. Mm-hmm. I couldn't live inside my own skin sober. Because I had developed character traits that incurred so much guilt, so much shame, that every time I sobered up, I flashed back on my past, and I couldn't live sober inside my own skin. What's the recipe? Get drunk again. Get high again. So, or And it doesn't have to be that addiction. It can be any kind of addiction. If we can't live inside of our own skin sober, not buying all these things, not uh, uh, gambling, not all these, whatever it is we're doing— um, if we can't do that, then we're not free. And so when Jesus, he, he, what he's doing is he's, he's giving these beatitudes and he's teaching the people to how to, 
the, the character traits that do not incur guilt. And 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 I think he's also trying to teach everybody that's not so much as of a temporal existence right. as it is a character long term. Because in in a temporal mindset, you know, you can be on the top of the world one day and then everything's gone, kind of like Job, right? Yeah. And so Job had to really um, go through that process and have his experience where he understood that regardless of what happens on this earth, I still have to recognize that my Redeemer lives. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, I think, where God wants us to get. It's the character, not not the stuff that he's exactly. trying to help the, us with. And the other thing that mm. I've noticed through my experience is my ego is very cunning. Mm. My ego will give me the stamp of approval on something that I'm doing that is not a good character trait. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's very cunning, and it will tell me it's okay to do that. And so this is where the truth can really—the truth can hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it goes against our very nature. It goes against our desire to self-protect. Mm-hmm. You know, and what's what is so important about character? Well, I think that's why uh, I was motivated to to maybe go through the Beatitudes and do this this Temple of the Mind series. And I know you agreed with me once we started talking about it because we are the del- dwelling place of God, and God doesn't force His way in. Uh, being the dwelling place of God and and God not being the person that forces his way any place that he's not welcome. First Corinthians 3.16 says, Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? Now, if God doesn't go where he's not welcome, then we need to have a welcoming atmosphere for him between our ears, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, and and I think that I think that that maybe is the main message of this Temple of the Mind series is we're building a dwelling place for God. Mm-hmm. What is your picture of God? Right. You and know? is he welcome? Is he welcome? Or is he only welcome part time? Do you have a special room? Is it is it on your day of worship that he gets to come in and you get to and then the rest of the rest of the week you lock him out or, or, and you or, go about or your da- own. Thing. Yeah, or does your ego direct him to that one room? Right. That's how I'm gonna keep you over here. Right. You know. Um. Yeah. So. So I thought. I thought that that would be. Um. As we. And and you know we're gonna get into this series. We're gonna see the progressions here, and it's kind of fascinating. Right. So Jesus moves on, and he talks about meekness. Oops, I missed a part. That's what all are, right. That's all right. Um, I think we're going to talk about fear. I think we want to talk a little bit about fear. We talked about it last time. Right. Um, and fear, I don't know about you, but I did not realize. If you, if you, go, if you, if you read uh, I, how it works in a 12, 12 step program, mm-hmm. it says we were shot through with fear. Mm hmm. We are, and I didn't. I didn't realize it till I, I really got deep into recovery. How many things that I am afraid of, mm. and um, I mean, human nature just it runs on fear. Fear of being caught. Fear of being exposed. Fear of not measuring up. Fear of what others might say, and this fear causes us to act out. So we need a remedy for fear, and the only remedy for fear is what. 
is love. Perfect love casts out fear. It is so interesting. That's the only thing that the Bible talks about in regards to fear, uh, in regards to the perfect love. It doesn't say perfect love casts out anger. It doesn't say perfect love casts out this or that. It casts out the fear because that's our problem. Exactly. And that's that's at the center of um, everybody's, um, I don't know if you call it ego or your, your, your character and your personality basis is is that human nature of being fear, uh, you know, being fearful of having fear about everything, about wanting to make sure that you protect yourself against whether it be an enemy or whatever. And so that fear can block out God's healing to come in to be able to come into your life to heal you you know what i mean yeah so it's kind of like i it's just like i've known people who continue to use drugs and you you know you you they see that you've lived a different life and they want what you have but they know they can do it on their own Mm -hmm. you know what i mean they've got this and it's a it's the fear of moving into something that you are not in control of yeah i mean you're in control of how much you your relationship with God, but it's like you're walking down this different path that you've never walked before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that can that just brings up a lot of fear. And I think that's what happens with a lot of people who don't understand God or who don't haven't chosen a relationship with God. It's like I you know, someone who has a high powered job, they have a job, they can provide for their family. They just gotta work a little bit harder. They just gotta make better deals. And then they can be protected or, you know, and build and build and build. But then at some point you get past the age, nothing is ever enough. Nothing's ever enough. You know, we try to, we try to protect ourselves in this world and it's impossible Yeah. on our own. It's impossible. And so the, we get more and more fearful and we do things that are more and more that block that love that God is trying to to give to us and that peace that he's trying to give us. You know, when you're talking, I, I just, I flashed on something that I learned a while back, and that was, you know, the the three big enemies of the mind are resentments, anger, and fear. And when we're selfish, we want our own way, right? Mm-hmm. And so it, when we nurture a selfish character and we're always wanting our own way, mm-hmm. we will never get rid of resentments and anger and fear because resentments is when I didn't get my way in the past. Mm-hmm. Anger is when I'm not getting my way now. Mm-hmm. And fear is that I might not get my way in the future. Right. And so when we're living out a selfish character, when we nurture that, we will never get rid of resentments, anger, and fear, which was, means we will never heal. Mm-hmm. And so fear and and selfishness are our problem. Right. So it's kind of like, so you, I was listening to you and it's like, my fear is that I won't. My fear is that I won't. Yeah. And God is trying to tell you, try, I think trying to tell you, tell us all that in this world, you won't. You won't. It, you know, we do live on a, on a, um, a broken planet, you know? And, um, so God is trying to say, it's not of this world that you're going to get. You know, it's it's in preparation for something more, but it's really hard to see that when, you know, you're going through whatever you're going through in the here and now mm-hmm. to not be afraid to and not want to protect yourself. But the one thing you can have if you let him in is peace with God, not peace with the enemy. Right. Peace with God. Right. He will, that perfect love will cast the fear out. Right. That perfect love will 
calm the anger down if you because you're no you will no longer be so excited about getting your own way in the present. Right. Right. He and gives it, a he will build the trust will, and we can we can be because he, he's trustworthy. Yeah. And that's what we need to focus on. We don't focus on our own trustworthy or another human being's trustworthiness because those are those are not um, certain. You know what right. I mean? Those are not guaranteed. But what is guaranteed is that trust that God um, is a trustworthy person, that he does do what he says he will do. Yeah, and that's the key because because like, like we were talking, resentments, anger, and fear are going to are going to destroy a person. Right. And if we continue to nurture a selfish character, we will never get rid of the resentments, anger, and fear. And so that's why these Beatitudes kind of fly in the face of what human nature is, and we, we, we almost admire people that have anger issues, admire resentments. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We almost admire that stuff, and it's so backwards. Well, it seems like even as as the earth continues to develop, you know, you have all this new technology and all. there's so much information that's being fed into the human brain at any point in, in the day, and it all says you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. You know, it it says either you're not good enough or you are good enough, Mm -hmm. right? So it rides both rails, you know what I mean? So it pumps you up to say, yes, you're good enough and you deserve more or you're not good enough and, you know. You're not getting enough. Exactly. And so it, you know, and that's, I think we have to understand that um, even though um, Jesus has the victory that there is a prince of darkness that's going around like a roaring lion trying to devour, you know, all the people through fear, you through know, fear. and that's and that's the, the root of it all. Through fear of not getting their way. Right. Which is makes you angry. Right. Or fear that you didn't get your way in the past and makes you resent mm-hmm. seem resentful. So we, we we need to look at this through a new lens and that is serving others. Right. It's not about me anymore. It's about what can I do for someone else. Mm-hmm. It's about that. Right. So um, why does Jesus, um, after he speaks about mourning, why does he speak about meekness? And why, and are people who are meek, are they weak? Okay. Because in Matthew 5, 5, it says, blessed are the meek. Okay, that that's fascinating. And this is where everything kind of clicked for me. So the, the Beatitudes, believe it or not, it, they're, it's a advancing edge of the Christian experience, if you will. In other words, first we talked about, uh, in, the, in, in I think it was program number two, the poor in spirit, those are the people who have felt their need. And then the next one, program three, was those who have mourned. They've mourned because sin, and and they've wrote out hardships with Jesus in the school of affliction. That's the second kind of step here. And now we're in those people will embrace meekness. See, so there's a character development. There's a progression. It's like as, a building block. Yeah, as he goes through the Beatitudes, it's all about character perfection. It's all about building that temple of the mind. It's all about opening that heart and letting God's ways and God's principles rule your life. You still have the freedom to make all the decisions you want, but now you're making them according to a whole different. It's more about others. It's, it's more about non-retaliation. 
and all kinds of wonderful things that that just continue to let God in. Right, and we won't. Um, it's not. Uh, Jesus places meekness upon uh, among the first qualifications for his kingdom. In his own life and character, the divine beauty of his grace is revealed. Jesus, the brightness of the Father's glory, thought it was not a thing to be grasped to be on equality with God, but to empty himself, taking the form of a servant. That's Philippians 2.6. I don't know if we understand the gravity of that that. Um that statement. Uh, I remember before the program, we were talking about the guy that that got shot down behind enemy lines, and he was going around. He was a Navy SEAL. He was a motivational speaker. Yeah, and he I, went he, around and he talked about his experience. He talked about his experience, and then after at one of these, um, and, and I wish I could remember his name and get the story exactly right, but I, I, I'm just going to kind of fly at thirty thousand feet here. Um, anyway, after one of his events, someone came up to him and said, you were in this, um, whatever Squadron on this, or, on this yeah. mission or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah. And he says, well, I packed your parachute. And the, and the guy said, wow, at the time I wouldn't have given. So, I mean, in your mind's eye, picture a private down in the hull of a ship packing parachutes, taking all the care in the world to get them perfect so that if anybody has to use them, they're going to, it'll be safe. Mm-hmm. And so this guy packs who knows how many hundreds of parachutes, right? And he is doing the work of a servant. And if he doesn't do it right, this guy that gets shot down, he splatters on the ground. He, the guy said, well, I would have never given this guy the time of day. He was just a private. He was a nobody at the time. And so this is what heaven does. It flips everything upside down. And and Jesus took the form of a servant. And that's, that's I think, the reason why is to show us that it's the meek shall inherit yeah, the earth. Yeah, this guy's got a meek, humble life right. down in the hull of a ship, but he is taking the utmost care in packing that parachute. The, and if he doesn't, if his heart is not in it, if he's not a total servant, if he's not thinking that somebody's going to need this, Right. And see, the thing is, is that we all have that mission to accomplish in our lives, whether it's a mother that is caring for the hearts and the minds of her children. You know, it's that's her job. Mm -hmm. You know, her job is to is to be able to do that. If you're you know, if you're um, a gardener, your job is to go out and you're to take care of things and just to be faithful in those things that promote health and value. Yeah, you know, it's not the harvest. It's not the top of the mountain. It's what's done at the foot of the mountain in preparation and training, and it's what it's done in the garden before to to achieve the, the, before before you you reap the harvest. It's the work that's involved. And this is what we're talking about when we're talking about the temple of the mind. There is work to be done in cooperation with God to soften this old hard heart, this fearful heart, this heart that wants to protect itself at other people's expense. And I don't know about you, for me, the more I've been studying these Beatitudes, I the more I see my character is contrary to Jesus mm-hmm. and how much I need him. And mm-hmm. it just it just fosters this this need for him and this desire to be like him. Um, it's scary to know how much I am not like him, but I do know that it, I, that there's but, right. And so that's like you know going from um, 
unconsciously incompetent, yeah. not knowing that you're so unlike him and that you don't want to be like him to like recognizing, oh no, yeah. I am not like him am... and boy, I really need to change. So it, that's a blessing. That's, you know, when you said unconsciously incompetent, next week, I'm going to jot that down. So next week yes. we're going to go through that because yes. because we're getting real close to wrapping it up and okay. that's a whole nother animal there, but I'm glad you mentioned that. So I'll make that a note of that. Um, yeah, because, uh, so this, this character thing and being able to live inside of our own skin with peace, once again, won't have peace with the devil, but we will have peace with God. And that's the main thing. We are going to have to wrap it up, folks. If you want some resources or you want to hear this program again, go to www.justasiamministries.com. You can give us a call as well. Susan will ship out any resource that you need that we have. And remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle, and you have the freedom to choose. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thank you for listening to the Temple of the Mind on Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could It Be This Simple, The Way Out of Your Prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they're supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.